Thank you for listening to the Pure Purpose Podcast. I'm Bobby Jones. And I'm Beth Hobbs. The only podcast where you get the tools that you need to become your true authentic self and walk out your destiny. Beth, pleasure to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing so well. I love it. So well. How about yourself? I love it. I'm doing really well. In the last episode, I told you that I was going to get you to change your answer. I don't think I'm going to anymore. Well, that's good. I love what you're saying. <laughs> I think it's amazing. Yeah. Super excited. This is a, this is today's topic is from one of our viewers. Yes. Shout out. They emailed in. And just for everything, I'm not going to share who it was, but this person's a big fan, loves the podcast. And she asked us a question. Okay. She wanted to know. How to deal with home life that just may be affecting you in negative ways and how to know who your true friends are. And if you're in a toxic relationship, how do I leave without hurting myself or them? Yeah. We have that answer today. Big stuff, guys. Big Big stuff. stuff. Super excited. I get this. I've been here. I don't know if you have, Beth, but I've been here where you're in a situation where some things around you might be great, but when you go home, it's not the best. Yeah. You go back to a toxic environment. You hear bad things about yourself. It's really not uplifting. It's completely tearing down. Mm-hmm. And I understand. And so I even look at it in this form. It's like, Bobby, you're giving me all these tools. I love that. Thank you for that. But I go home to this. Yeah. What do I do about that? Mm-hmm. Now, I will tell you, let me put a disclaimer on this. I cannot control your parents any more than you can. Okay? I, I just can't. I can give you all the advice in the world, but I can't control people to change. Right. So what I'm giving you today, it's good. But just know that if there is that type of environment with family, even with friends, friends are easier to deal with. Because we're going to get into this, but if they're not great for you, if they're toxic for you and you are toxic for them, it is time to say no more. Yeah. So that's, we'll get to that. That's easier to do. Yes. Home life, when you're not old enough to get your own place, you have to endure some things. Mm -hmm. But we're going to give you some tools today that you can endure it. And you don't have to let it eat you alive. No. And tear you apart. So Beth... You start this thing off. Home life. Let's say things are okay at school and friends and different things like that, but they go home to a tear-down environment. What do you tell them? So the toolkits that I would recommend is bring people into your journey. Mm. In the sense that if you know you're going home and you don't want to go home and you know what you're about to face at home, yes. have friends, have trusted adults that you can contact yes. to help you process through what you're doing, what's happening at home. Yes. And don't be afraid to reach out. Absolutely. Now, I realize that some of these homes may be such environments where you get your phone taken away from you right. or this or that or right. the others. But there are still other ways to deal with that, whether that means that you have to write letters with your friends so that you have something in hand to combat whatever space is being created at home. Yep. These are all different kinds of ways Mm. where you can take 
matters into your own hands. You're taking responsibility for yourself and you are doing your very best to create for yourself options out of that space. Yes. Now, obviously you probably physically can't leave that space. Of course. When you can, that's a great option. Yep. But when you can't, there are, these are the kinds of things that you can do. Yes. To change your mental space. Have a friend write out all of their favorite things about you. Have a trusted mentor, like, help you write out a manifesto. Yes. um, For me, writing has always been integral, but for other people, maybe it's art, maybe it's music, maybe it's a song that you can listen to. Mm. Just ways to create space, mental space, since you don't have necessarily physical space. And let me say this. If you are not physically safe, you need to get out of that environment. Yeah. AKA go tell someone at school. Like if it's a thing where you are not safe physically, you are being harmed in ways that are not good. You need to go tell someone. Yeah. Let me disclaim that. I have to preface it and say, you have to get out of situations that aren't physically safe for you. Now, I can't say the same for mentally and emotionally because a lot of people, I'll be honest with you, kids, especially kids, I'll tell you, your parents probably don't know emotions that well. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to process their own. So they're not going to be able to help you with yours. Right. So that's different things. So I've got to say that the emotional safety is probably not going to be there. Right. But if you are not safe physically, you got to go. Yes, and your school counselors, and there are plenty of people who are equipped to help you. 110%. Here's the thing, Beth. I love what you said about bringing other people into the journey. Because regardless of if it's a bad home life for you or not, I believe we need to do that anyways. We have to bring people into our journeys. Come on. Not just our parents. Yep. Like It has to be all types of different people. Mm-hmm. That you have built relationships with that you can trust. Mm-hmm. You have, I, like, that's a good thing regardless. Yeah. Not just because something isn't safe at home. So, yes, I would echo that, that you have to bring people into the journey. There's probably a trusted adult at your school mm-hmm. that you've built something with, or a trusted adult that's a family friend, or an mm-hmm. uncle, or whoever, at a work, cousin at, church. at yeah. work, at ch- wherever you're at, there's someone there. Start identifying that person. Start identifying who is that person that makes me feel good about myself, that always lifts me up, that never tears me down, and you need to bring them into your journey. And let me just say something. Yes, you want to protect your family, and I'm sure you love your family as we all, like I love my family, but there comes a point where sometimes you just have to call a spade a spade (laughs) and say, it's not good for me at home. This is the way I want to go, but this is the way it actually goes. Right. And so it's understanding that first and foremost. Right. And understanding that bring people in the journey anyways, mm-hmm. but find and identify that trusted adult. And it's also possible too that a lot of you will be able to like actually sit down with your parents and be like, hey, listen. Please. Absolutely. And ha- just have an, ad- and I'm sorry, you're not adults yet, but have an adult conversation with yes. them. Sit down and say, hey, a really helpful yep. tool that my mom gave me is when you blank. Yes. I feel blank. Yes. Because blank. Yes. So when you yell at me for not doing the dishes, mm-hmm. I feel like a failure 
because I meant to do them, but I forgot because I have so much homework that I just didn't get to it because I hate when you yell at me. So I don't want to be in that space. Absolutely. And so however you fill in those blanks, when you do something, yeah. I feel something yes. be, and you can explain the processes behind it because many times you might be feeling or your feelings, your parents have no intention of making you feel the way you're feeling many yes, times. Now I, I realize that's not always true, right? but like Bobby said, if a lot of our parents aren't really educated on emotions or they don't know how to access their own, absolutely being able to write that out for them yep. in that way, it's been a very useful tool for me to be yeah. non-aggressive in my confrontations. Yes. I'm not tearing you down. I'm just saying that when you do a thing, I have this reaction. Yes. It's not your fault that I have this reaction, right? but you are doing this and this is something that you can stop doing so that I can react better. Absolutely. And and that's huge because let me let me talk to the parents for a minute. Parents, I want you to know that I love you guys. Oh yeah. I do. I am your student's advocate. I will tell you this first and foremost. Because they need an advocate. But I love you all. I, I just need it. and let me disclaim that and say I love you all. Okay. But we have to parents, if you're listening to me, we have to get away from the idea that our kids just aren't tough. We have to get away from that idea. We have to say, we can't use it as like, well, just suck it up because life is life. And although life is challenging, and I tell kids all the time, yes, life is challenging. Hard times will hit. That is not an excuse for anyone to be treated negative. Right. That is not an excuse. And so you have to get away from that. And I love that I statement because it is, it's saying when you do this, when this happens, this is the reaction that happens in me. Is it your fault? Absolutely not. But I would venture out to say, Beth, that if someone claims they love someone, they would not want to make them feel that way. Right. And so being able to first and foremost, after bringing someone in to the journey, mm-hmm. you have to be able to sit down and talk to your parent or whoever is making you feel that way. Yeah. Because one, which is going to lead me into my next point here, okay, that helps you clean your side of the street. Yeah. That is your responsibility in your household, anybody, but especially kids, you have to keep your side of the street clean. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Being respectful, Mm -hmm. listening to the chores your parents on your chores, doing what they ask you to do, honoring them, right? Making the right decisions, looking out for everybody in your family as far as from your standpoint, not necessarily taking care of them, but looking out for them and understanding that what you do has an effect on other people Mm -hmm. in that situation. And so being able to keep your side of the sidewalk clean, your side of the streets, quote unquote, clean is going to be a big part in eliminating some of this stuff that you may be dealing with on a negative level at home. Right. Because I hear a lot of young people and they're like, oh my gosh, but my mom never does blank. So why should I do blank? And it's like, no, no, no. Someone has to start this process of making things better. And young person, I'm sorry if it has to be you. Because really, it is, as adults, it's our parents' responsibility. They're the ones who are responsible for us. And yet, at the same time, if we want to see change, sometimes we have to take that first step. And we have to be the ones 
We have to be people of integrity. Yep. We have to be the better man. Yep. And the great thing about that, and Paul talks about this all the time, actually, he's like, live in such a way that no one can blame you. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, I know you, it's easy to blame your parents because they're not holding up their end of the street, Mm -hmm. but don't let that be an excuse for you to not keep your half clean. Absolutely. 110%. And that's just it. And we have to get to that place. We have to get to that place where no matter what circumstances are surrounding us, Mm -hmm. meaning what is happening around us, it doesn't change our responsibility. Right. We have to keep, I call it my circle. Yeah. And so in this instance, my circle, and we will get more in depth in this at a later episode, but my circle is what is my responsibility. (laughs) Some of your responsibility is being a part of the family, Mm -hmm. as being a kid of your parent or parents, Mm -hmm. right? And doing what is expected of you within the bigger circle of the family unit. Mm -hmm. And that's keeping the sidewalk clean. Are you honoring? Are you listening? Are you doing what's asked of you Mm -hmm. to do? Mm -hmm. Because that is your responsibility. And that is part of how you can take care of some of the negativity that is going on at home. And yes, some of it will start with you. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're the game change to take a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Let's debunk the lie that, oh, well, my parents don't listen to me anyways. Maybe that's true at times. Right. But if you say it loud enough and sit down with them mm-hmm. and do it in a non-aggressive way, mm-hmm. I promise you they will start to hear you because I be- agree with you, Beth. Majority of the time, they are not intentionally trying to do that. Yeah. I really believe that. Yeah. And I've seen this happen too with siblings where it's like, I, <laughs> as an outsider, I look and I'm like, bro, why are you treating your brother like this? Right. They, like, your brother needs you. Mm. They, like, you guys are in this situation together. Why are you fighting against each other? Mm-hmm. Like, you should be each other's biggest allies because yep. you're both in this together and it really sucks. And I'm, and, you know, it is one of those things where it's like, I'm sorry this is on you because it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be. Right. And yet it is. So what are you going to do about it? And you know, okay, so one of the ways that I think about responsibility is it's your ability to respond. Yep. Do you have the ability to respond or are you just like fight or flight responsing? Are you you just like autonomically reacting to a situation or are you able to respond? Are you able to respond in a way that actually gets the attention in a healthy way? And the answer is yes, because you have control over yourself. Yes. You have the power to respond. Yes. You are able. Agreed. And I realize there, there may be some circumstances where you are not able. Yep. But 90% of the time, I would say, you are able to respond. Absolutely. And that is your response ability to respond in a way that is going to promote health. Write that down. I, I want them to write that down. What is responsibility? Your ability to respond. Mm -hmm. That's responsibility. I want you to write this down. I want you to keep this with you as you go through your journey. Look at what is is responsibility? Ah, it's my ability to respond. When you forget that, go back and look at it. Mm -hmm. What is responsibility? Ah, it's my ability 
to respond. I love that. Mm -hmm. Super, super amazing. So that's where a lot of this encompasses of what happens in a negative family unit. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to jump forward quickly. And let me just say this before we go. Again, I'm going to say you can't control your family. Mm -hmm. You can't control them. Again, I can't control your family more than you can. You can't control your family, but you have the ability to show up your best self Mm -hmm. each and every time. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what you, that's what you have to do. You have to show up your best self. There's nothing else you have to do. Mm -hmm. Like there's no control involved in it. Mm -hmm. There's no, no place in real life where control is like a thing that is good. Or that works. (laughs) That works. (laughs) Like there's no, it eventually blows up. Mm -hmm. And so you have to understand me showing my best self, me keeping my side of the street clean, me understanding what my responsibility is as one, first and foremost, me being a, a kid, right? Having siblings, me being a son or a daughter, or as, and or what is my responsibility as a family unit? What mm-hmm. what is my in my control there, mm-hmm. right? And so those are the few things that we have to start getting at in that in those spaces, mm-hmm. showing up your best self, mm-hmm. understanding what your circle of responsibility is within your family unit. Mm-hmm. That's how that starts to look a little bit different along with bringing people into that journey. Mm -hmm. We always need people along Mm -hmm. for our journey, not just our family, because one day you're going to go off to different places. Your family won't move to college with you. Your family won't move to music school or whatever it is you're going to do. They won't move there. So you're going to have to learn to rely interdependently on other people. Now the question is... Did you have something with that? I did, but I can't remember it. No worries. So the question is, okay, if I need friends to be on this journey with me, what mm-hmm. happens when my friends are not being good friends to me? So I was just, I was literally going to go there. What happens? And let me just say something. The word toxic, is it a thing? Yes. But is it overused? Yes. Mm-hmm. In our culture. So let's just, let's not use toxic because... At the end of the day, like that's, that's, it's a buzzword. Okay. What do you do when my friends aren't being great to me? Okay. Mm -hmm. This is where I will tell you cancel is not the best way to go about it ever, ever. Pretty much. Sometimes though. I mean, if you're getting out of an abusive situation, then cancel, cancel the heck out of that. Cancel the heck, walk away. Sometimes though, you do have to, you, and, and, and by the way, Beth, Abuse isn't just physical. Oh, no. There's all kinds. Verbal. Yeah. Tons of abuse out there mm-hmm. that you can, emotional. Mm-hmm. Different things, right? Ton, so, so let's just start with that. But understanding in those situations, yes, it is time for you to go. Mm-hmm. The question was, well, what happens though? And how can I do that without hurting myself and hurting others. If you are in a situation that is not good for you, I'm sorry to tell you, it will hurt when you leave it. And there's no way around that. There's no way around it. That's one of those emotion things where it's like you have to accept it for what it is, experience it, and then lay it down. Press through it, heal from it, lay it down. Mm -hmm. And so there's no way around that pain. The pain's going to happen to you, it's going to happen to them. Why? Well, because it wasn't healthy to begin with. 
So therefore, when that breakup comes, so to speak, in that friendship, when that you decide to part ways, because it was unhealthy, it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. It's going to hurt for you. It's going to hurt for them. But what can it do? Well, if you heal from it, you can learn from it mm-hmm. and you can go forward in a better idea of what you want in a friendship mm-hmm. because you get to be picking friendships as well. Yep. You get to choose who your friends are based on how they value you mm-hmm. and how they treat you. Mm-hmm. And if you're living at that standard, it's easier for you to see it mm-hmm. than not see it. Yep. So where you don't end up in a situation where you continually in a cycle that you get hurt. Right. And friendships are a great place to practice when you blank, I feel blank because yes, because it's like, you know, maybe your friend has a different home environment. And so when they're teasing you, they are perceiving it as an act of love. Like I'm showing you that I care about you by picking on you. I've had plenty of friends who this was for, but at the same time, there were specific things where it's like, Hey, when you make fun of yeah, my you hair, can't go there. when you yep. make fun of my height, when yes. you make fun of my intelligence, like right. whatever it is, like I feel terrible. Yes. I can't get those thoughts out of my head. I take it on myself. And because I believe you're a good friend, I don't believe you mean that. But if you do mean that, uh, well, then we're going to need to uh, step out of this relationship. Absolutely. And, and, and it's okay to have that conversation. Oh, yeah. And let me just tell you something. When it comes to joking, that should not come at anyone else's expense. Yep. It just shouldn't. Facts. That's not good joke. Okay? That's not a good joke. There is such better joke out there than there's, this kind of joke. There's so much better joke. <laughs> like, Humor is so much greater than yeah, self-deprecation like, or other deprecation. Yeah, that's not great joke-esque. Like, no. like <laughs> it's not going to work. And so just understanding that it is a good place to practice. Hey, when you say that to me. When, when this is being said to me, it really makes me feel like you don't like me or you don't want me around or whatever it is. It's a good place to practice. And again, if they can't abide by it, mm-hmm. then you have to say, well, then this probably just isn't a good fit here. Right. Then what happens is you don't even go to it. You save your heart and you can recognize getting out of it. And you just saved yourself six months to a year. Mm-hmm of something that may end bad yep. at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we have to look at. So how do you get out of these relationships in ways that are maximally healing and minimally harmful? Well, again, it's, it's one of those situations, bring someone in the journey. Mm. If you're going to transition in something, especially with relationship platonic relationships with people mm-hmm. we're not talking about romantic relationships y'all yeah, that's a different episode we're talking about that's a different episode we're talking about friendships yep. platonic relationships bring someone in to that journey because here's the deal too you're going to want to get a few more trusted voices on it to make sure you're seeing everything that you should be seeing mm-hmm. in, a, in a healthy view mm-hmm. of it. So you're not just saying, oh, I'm offended. I want to go. Mm-hmm. Right. And so understanding that bringing someone into that journey to say, hey, this is what I've been experiencing. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong to want to probably part ways with this person? So understanding bringing someone else into that. One, when the pain does come, they can help you walk through that journey. Yeah. And so that pain will be minimal. 
from that, like I said, it will hurt. Mm-hmm. Probably if it was unhealthy from the start, mm-hmm. it's not going to feel great. But at the end of the day, you can walk through it and heal from it. So you don't keep going back continually yep. to where you know you're going to get hurt even more yeah. when it's all said and done and it all blows up. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would give y'all today. One more question. <laughs> yes, absolutely. What happens when you need to, when you feel like the most important friendship in your life, or maybe one of the oldest friendships, or maybe one of the only friendships, like say you only have one person yep. that you really feel like you're friends with, and they're treating you like crap. Yep. What do you do then? Because then, then you're really just setting yourself up for isolation, aren't you? Absolutely. Well, here's the deal. I wouldn't say that it's healthy just to have one friend. <laughs> Step one. Step Make one. yourself some more friends. Like you, It's not healthy to have one friend. Yeah. But here's the deal. The question that I would, I would poke back at and shoot back to, to you would be, is this a relationship okay, that is worth saving? Because if it is, I would have to say the rift between you two can probably be figured out fairly quickly. Mm. So you have to understand, is this worth, again, some situations you go into knowing nothing's going to change there. But if it is something, if it's your only friend and it is bad for you, there may be a time where you have to say, man, I need to get out of this, but I don't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I believe that if you open yourself up to it, you're going to find another friend. It's true. Like whether you ask your teacher to sit you in a different part of the classroom, Absolutely. whether you join a new uh, after school activity, yep. whether you join a sports team or you go to a new youth group, yep. there's lots of places to find new people. Because here's one thing I do know, that we all have more in common than we have differences. Come on. And so when we can connect around that place, we actually open ourselves up to a whole new world of possibilities when it comes to friends and people mm-hmm. that will enjoy being around you. Let me tell you one more thing, y'all, before we head out of here. You may not be for everybody, but you are for somebody. Mm. And understanding that your tribe is not far away as long as you open yourself up to that new possibility. Mm-hmm. Beth, pleasure. Always. Always. We love you all. Okay? We're here for you. Continue to keep climbing. You're doing amazing. Again, we love being here with you. We love you listening and tuning in. We want to hear from you. So we have an email, purepurposepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to know where you're listening from. And just if you have any questions, we may even turn them into episode content. We just love you. We're with you. We want you to know that there's so much gold inside of you. There's so much greatness inside of you. And it's all going to come out. And we're here for you. That's all I got for you. See you next time. Peace be with you.